Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us. Got a full show today. Jack Duggan will be joining us later in the program. Also, former player Leland Duxworth, who we now understand is a zookeeper. I can't wait to ask him about that. And uh, right now, we want to get right to the subject matter. J.D. Byers is the play-by-play voice for the University of South Alabama. The Jaguars, of course, coming into town Thursday uh, to take on the Golden Eagles' first uh, major college football game of the season. J.D., thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thank you. If you got Jack coming on, uh, make sure you, you remind him to have my special food request. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he lets me pick, you know, fried catfish, a little gumbo, right. and Jack always takes care of of the food. That's why we let him on the show so much, because he always takes care of us when we're there, too. Yeah, You know, man, he does great. It's always great, whatever they have. Uh, Jack's a great guy. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. You and I were talking uh, before we went on the air. uh, First football game, of course, for South Alabama, just like Southern Miss. But things are so different now. And and you said the uh, the normal process of – coming down the night before the game, walking on the visiting field, all of that's thrown out the window. How is South Alabama going to handle uh, its trip to Hattiesburg, J.D., that's different than normal? Yeah, now, had this opener been, you know, two, three, or four you know, hours or more, obviously would have come the night before. But uh, given the circumstances, allowing your own players to sleep in their own beds, uh, not just for comfort, but for safety, uh, not putting them in a strange environment. And, you know, also the food that they're used to eating, they get to do that here the night before. Uh, and South Alabama will go over on game day and, uh, you know, get there enough time to, to walk the field, be taped, et cetera, and, and go through pregame warm-ups. And, you know, others are doing that because uh, we'll come back home and open the brand-new Hancock-Whitney Stadium on September the 12th, bring it in Tulane and the Green Wave. Uh, they, they also are going to uh, – do the day of come over and back, which is a little further trip to us than us coming to uh, South Alabama, traveling to Southern Miss. Uh, in, interesting story that has Mississippi ties. I don't know if you guys heard the, you know, Will Muschamp at South Carolina was, you know, kind of getting vocal about saying, hey, why don't we do the same thing? You know, why don't we just get on a plane, go get off, stretch, go through warm-ups, play it, get on the plane and come home. He said, we used to do that at Valdosta State back in Division Two days. And he and it was funny because he stopped and goes, well, except that time we, we went to Delta State and Steve Campbell watered the field down on us and beat us. <laughs> he still has in his crawl and accuses uh-huh. Steve Campbell of, of soaking the field to beat Valdosta State. And this is a head coach who has to get ready to play Clemson and Tennessee every year. Right, the fighting okra, no less, right? Yeah, old statesman. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's just been different for everybody. Uh, your your preseason camp. Uh, how, how has COVID affected that? How how's that been different? 
Well, you know, in one sense, um, we're, we're blessed that we're a medical school. Uh, so we have a very good uh, reopening plan with professionals, uh, you know, from the medical side. And they, they've been very good as part, as, uh, part of our own athletic committees to determine the best processes. And athletics have worked very close with the health department, the state of Alabama, the governor's office. And uh, to do this carefully and the right way, uh, there were tests. I think on Sunday, and then a, a test again tomorrow morning that will impact uh, game day. And as of this morning, you know, we were told down the line because it, it's it's not all open public record, but that so far there are no negative or no positives. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep our fingers crossed that tomorrow goes smooth as well. But you know, it, it you, we were talking off the air. Everybody's got to be ready for anything because a guy that's third or fourth on the depth chart uh, may be playing. You know. 40 minutes coming right. up on Saturday. Right. All right, Luke, uh, get in here because we know uh, J.D.'s got to leave us a little early. J.D., you talked about that uh, medical school. I'm thankful for it. My wife is a Jaguar. She's in her third year of uh, our third semester of nurse practitioner school, so she does have a USA email address, but she's pulling for Southern Miss this game. Anyway, um, talk to us a minute about uh, Jay Hobson in his press conference last week. Uh, said that South Alabama really on both sides of the ball is a mirror of Southern Miss. Uh, talk about uh, Desmond Trotter, your quarterback. You got some good receivers outside. You lose um, your running back from last year. But what uh, what can Golden Eagle fans expect to see out of the Jags Thursday night? You know, as far as a mirror, I would say the exception is the big advantage Southern Miss will have on the offensive line because it's no secret you got a lot of good talent and uh, you know experience coming back. South Alabama. Uh, there, there is some experience, but some injuries and some guys that are they're nursing some mid-camp things. Guys have moved around. Uh, they do have quality snaps under their belt. And then at running back, Carlos Davis has more than likely inherited the starting running back role. But as we just mentioned with, with the state of the, the health uh, thing around the country, anybody could be there. Uh, so looking at traveling at least four, maybe five running backs. Wide receivers, I think, is definitely a mirror both teams have very good guys and deep at the skill positions. Uh, and then defensively, uh, you're going to see a taller, faster secondary, including the move of a wideout Davin Flanord over to the defensive side of the football. And uh, vice versa, the Jags have moved a, a linebacker to running back. And A.J. Phillips, he's from right here in Mobile. He's a redshirt freshman. He was supposed to be a running back, but we were so deep there a year ago, the Jags uh, coaching staff put him over at linebacker, and now he's back over on the other side of the ball. About a minute left with you, J.D. Um, this was a team last year, only two wins, but you look at they could have won four, maybe five, and a lot of momentum going to the offseason with that win at Arkansas State. Has that kind of been a positive uh, push through, even through COVID and, and for fall camp? Yeah, and probably why Desmond Trotter is going to be the starting quarterback. 6'3", a sophomore. He's the grandson of the great Aussies, uh, Newsom, and uh he was he was part of why the Jags were on the uptick in the second half of the season and then led them to that really good game to round out the year. The Jags were an underdog against Arkansas State. He threw four touchdown passes to Desmond Trotter in that contest. So, uh, you know, his timing, his confidence, the way the team reacts to him in the, tuttle, uh, in the huddle is very positive. And, uh, you know, he's looked solid this camp, and we'll see what he does on Thursday night in Hattiesburg. All right, J.D., we know you've got business to take care of. We really do appreciate your time. I'm going to put in that catfish order for you. Uh, Duggan's coming on here in just a minute. I'll make sure we get you taken care of. 
Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be laughing hysterically when you when you tell him I had a special <laughs> order. I love Jack, though. All right, safe trip to you and the Jaguars, and uh, good talking to you again. Thank you so much. All right, J.D. Byers, everybody, who is the play-by-play voice uh, for South Alabama. We're not cutting uh, J.D. off. He had some business that he had to attend to. Uh, but uh, just so it's so odd, Luke, talking to these guys and uh, h- how things have been changed, you know, coming down the day of the game. Normally, teams never do uh, anything like that. He was telling me before we went on the air that, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the game they have upcoming with Tulane, that ESPN actually pushed the game time back to give Tulane time to travel from New Orleans uh, to Mobile, and uh, and they too will not be spending the night on the road. So, football season uh, just around the corner. Circumstances a lot different than we've ever seen before. Yeah, I had it on the flip side. My senior year um, was, of course, was Hurricane Katrina year, and even on home games, we would always go. Our, our pregame was we'd meet up at, at outside Van Hall at the athletic center. Uh, you know, about six o'clock, and. Uh, you would you get on the bus and everybody's shirt and ties would be hanging up going down the bus for the next day and we go to Turtle Creek and and catch a movie and then we go to the hotel we'd stay at Hathorne Suites or, or uh, you know the Hampton or something and and uh, we didn't come back to our house well when I was a senior when Katrina hit all the hotels were filled with people who had to leave Louisiana and the Mississippi Gulf Coast and so my senior year like we slept at our house and that was like so weird. But in some ways, it was like really nice. You slept in your own bed. You woke mm-hmm. up. You just kind of, you know, did your thing. Right. And then, you know, we reported probably, you know, three hours, four hours before kickoff and, and went and ate. Um, should mention, and we could talk to Jack more about this in the next segment. Uh, big news today, the Southern Miss Louisiana Tech game has been moved from ESPN plus ESPN three to ESPN two. So a national broadcast on ESPN two. Kickoff still at 6.30. That's uh, the second game of the year for the Golden Eagles, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, 6.30 kickoff, September 19th, and it will be on ESPN2. Well, I'm glad to see so much televised uh, football for people that can't go to the games uh, this year because of uh, limited uh, attendance, people that may not be comfortable going to the football games as well. It's going to be a little easier than normal, I think, uh, for them to uh, sit in the safety of their home and enjoy Golden Eagle football. All right, speaking of Jack Duggan, I visited with Jack this morning, been visiting with him a lot this week, and I can tell you he is a busy, busy man as they get ready uh, to entertain CBS Sports and the governor's requirements and all the odd things that will take place Thursday. We're going to talk to Jack about all of those preparations next as the old left-hander comes out of the bullpen and back to the Eagle Hour. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for sponsoring that opening segment with J.D. Byers. they got great food seven days a week. You can enjoy in their dining room again. You can take it home. They'll deliver it to your house. However you choose barbecue, 
Be sure that you choose Dickey's Barbecue. We thank them for their support of the Eagle Hour. Jack Duggan now, Sports Information Director and good friend of the Eagle Hour, joins us. And before we get started, I want you to know that uh, J.D. Byers put in a request for catfish Thursday night, uh, Jack. So uh, we assured him that you could make that happen. Well... Yeah, normal. Normally, I might be able to, Bob, but uh, Thursday's going to be a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> no catfish. I'll call him back after the show and uh, and be sure they may, may want to pick up some on the way in. Is that what you're saying, Jack? If, if they want catfish, then they probably should do that. Right. All right. Now tell us, and that brings up the the first question I wanted to ask you. Uh, tell us, uh, Jack, how, how different will things be from your perspective uh, Thursday night? Well, it's 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 going to be interesting, Bob. I mean, uh, I've kind of been tasked uh, to try to take care of many media outlets as I can in the state, in the region, um, in the nation. In fact, Sports Illustrated will be here. The Athletic will be here uh, on Thursday night. So, um, and try to do it in a way where everybody is as, as safe as as they can be. Uh, I know we're going to do photographers a little bit different this year um, where they're going to come in the northwest corner of the stadium. They're going to go there. They'll have a work location on the field, and then they will have to stay in that north end zone. They won't be able to walk the field like they have in the past. We just, you know, Conference USA rules and regulations uh, have kind of limited us in in that respect, Uh, you know, I mean, I have. I think I've got nine television stations that are coming um, on Thursday night. And unfortunately, I, I was only able to, to credential one person from each station. We just, mm-hmm. we just simply, uh, just because of social distancing, we just couldn't do it. And uh, have more. I mean, I would have liked to to have have more than that. But you know, <laughs> leave it mm-hmm. leave it to COVID to give us the first game right. to start the season. Um, but uh, we're doing the best that we can, and uh, we're trying to uh, take care of as many people as we can, and uh, you know, do it in, in the best way that we can. So, fair to say that Sports Illustrated's not normally going to be at the South Alabama Southern Miss game. Uh, are you getting all this national attention because of it being the first game and a lot of eyes on the university as to how they're going to handle this? Is that correct? Yeah, but I, I would think that's that's the that's that's the main the main reason um and just and i think you know everybody trying to get back to normal right um you know with with so much uncertainty here over the last few months and and this is this is kind of you know southern southern miss and and um south alabama is is kind of a celebration for this area because this will be the first big sporting event since uh we shut everything down back in March, so so it's it's a lot of work, a lot of different uh, a lot of different things going on. It's 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 interesting, you know. We we typically have game management meetings uh, on Monday, and and that's with that's with uh, everybody on campus that has anything to do with the game. It has emergency management center that they're involved with it, uh, local police, MDOT, you know, you name it. We've got people in this meeting. And, uh, you know, we did it via Zoom, and I can't say that I've ever, or I think maybe it was Microsoft Teams, but, you know, it was just kind of weird. You know, you're used to being in the same room with these folks, uh, you know, that Monday before game day, and then 
you know everything you got to do it virtually so it's just right. it's just been uh it's it's been it's been trying but uh but but we're going to pull it off and we're going to do as we're going to do as we're going to do as well as anybody can do it so. and and i guess the state will be there as well right to see that uh, that all the state requirements are enforced uh i would would not surprise me i have not i've not heard that um you know it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen uh just um I, i'll be honest with you i've, I've been i've been worried just about getting re- getting my stuff ready right. and making sure the media are taken care of and right. um so and i still i still am a very large part away from getting that done well i'm gonna slip a note to the governor after the show and let him know you said you just didn't have time to fool with him so okay, not, not just not to send anybody down here or, or you'll cancel the season just like you did for the big 10 and the pac-12 i did well you know you don't want to mess you don't want to mess with me <laughs> <laughs> Luke, don't mess with him, Luke. Now, be careful. <laughs> well, I thought it was really interesting. MDOT went savage today. If anybody's riding on the interstate today, apparently all the MDOT messages, my wife sent me this this morning, the MDOT message boards said, be like the Big Ten, stay home, no big gatherings. That is on the highways and interstates of Mississippi today. I thought, Yeah, was, I saw that on Twitter earlier today in Jackson. I saw it was from Jackson. That's that is was that's a, that's pretty savage. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> my, this, it's going to Hattiesburg too. My wife is going to Forest General this morning to work and, and saw that. All right, Jack. How how rare is it historically that Southern Miss? I mean, South Alabama hadn't you know their football t- team's been around eleven twelve years. But how rare is it that it's the first time meeting uh, with Southern Miss of a school that's so close to us? I, I would say that's pretty that's pretty rare. I mean, you know, it's it's it's. I mean, it's a natural rivalry. You can't help but be, and uh, you know, hopefully, it's the first of long long line of games between the two schools. And you know, as you know, South Alabama's built a new football stadium, and they'll christen that, I guess, against Tulane. Uh, right before we play them, so next week or the the week after. So, so you know, it's a program that's that's on the on the rise. They they have had some success. Um, you know, they are in the Sun Belt Conference, um, and you know, what you know, program that's you know probably a little similar to ours. And and you know, I I think I think moving forward, I think it would it's going to be a great great rivalry. I really do. I mean, I, it can't help. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, if you could figure out a way to play Louisiana or um, uh, South Alabama, you know, Tulane, you know, every every year or every other year, I agree. I, I think that's a feather in your cap. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Throw Troy it in goes, there, some goes, of those schools. Yeah, I say this. I say this once a week. What's riding on this game is not just the win and loss, which that's the immediate. Sure. But I mean, I, we've got kids here in Jones County. Uh, there's a kid at Laurel. Um, he's committed to Tulane. There's a kid at South Jones. He's committed to South Alabama. This is a game that you want to make a, a that you're fighting for recruits, and you sure. better make. You're not just making a statement on the field. You're making a statement to really the southeastern part of the United States against recruiting people. South Alabama's been sneaking in the Mississippi Gulf Coast lately. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, they're they're 90 miles away from us, so you know. <laughs> They they got to they got to recruit somewhere, and we you know we've got to we've got to you know just puts us on our toes even more you know you know and and, and smart and uh, uh you know and how we do things here so 
you know, it's it's tough, man. Recruiting's tough, isn't it? No question. Jack, with uh, the restrictions on attendance, how many tickets uh, did the people at South Alabama receive? Do you know? Well, from what I understand, per their original contract, they got 400 tickets. Uh-huh. Is that going to is that what they would normally have received? Uh, I would. That sounds about right, but I don't. I don't know that for certain. Right. So that's four hundred people that can get in. The season ticket holders that have season tickets can get in. But am I correct in assuming that you cannot walk up and buy a ticket Thursday night to the game? I believe. I believe that is correct. I. I have not heard. I have not heard us uh, offering a single game ticket. Do you think that's that's a week by week decision, or is as long as this twenty five percent is in place? I guess that would be the case until that's lifted. If, if yeah, it is. I, would, I would I would think so. If, you, if your season tickets, you know, reach that plateau, I, I, you know, I, I would think there wouldn't be that there wouldn't be that many if if any single game tickets available. Okay, and so but but, I, but don't quote me on that because. Uh, you know, as soon as I get off the phone, somebody will call me and say, "Hey, we're getting ready to sell single game tickets." But, but you know, as that far as I know, that was in the general I, email I, out yesterday. Yeah, as far as I know, as far as I know, there 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 are no single game ticket sales. Right. Well, Jack, we wish you a lot of luck, my man. We know you got your hands full, and you always have time for us. We're grateful to you for that, and uh, best of luck getting everything uh, off and running Thursday night, brother. Thank you. I really appreciate it, guys. Luke, look for that email here this afternoon. Woo-hoo. Hold out to the last minute, Jack. Just hold out until like 10 minutes before the kickoff before you send it to him. Make <laughs> no, him I squirm. can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I'll bring you catfish, Jack, okay? And I'll share some with J.D. That'll be fine. All right, Jack. Thanks, buddy. Uh, y'all have a great day. Jack Duggan, everybody, Sports Information Director at Southern Miss. Uh, what a great, great guy. Uh, that segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. You still have time. You still have time to go get a shirt or some apparel uh, for the opening football game. They've got it at Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street. Also, uh, you can go online, campusbookmark.net. Still to come on the Eagle Hour, Leland Ducksworth, Kelly Santer. Don't go anywhere. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Tuesday, two days until the kickoff of the 2020 football season. Southern Miss taking on South Alabama. It's coming CBS Sports Network 8 p.m. on this coming Thursday. You're excited about it. Hope you are, too. Thanks for listening to the Eagle Hour today. Third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Home of the 895 lunch, home of trivia night, and tons of Southern Miss memorabilia. Go by and thank them for being a proud supporter of the Eagle 
hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Kelly Sander joins us on the phone now. Kelly, lots of stuff in the news world going on. Yeah, for sure, Luke. I've, I've got a little thing I'm doing with you at the house. I'm, some trouble. Ernesto, I had to deal with him a little while ago. He made eye contact with me. Oh, my uh, word. He, he knows better yeah. than that. Come on. Well, I you would think so. But at any rate, uh, first of all, starting in the uh, the SEC, can, I won't say that too loud, but uh, the SEC network is, uh, is getting uh, criticized for its choice of opening uh, game for the season when they chose LSU versus Mississippi State. But uh, insiders say there's no doubt that part of the reason that Mississippi State was so attractive was because of the Mad Hatter. Uh, his first game, Mike Leach, uh, against LSU. So LSU and Mississippi State will be the first SEC uh, broadcast on the SEC network. Meanwhile, as we continue to talk about COVID and its effects on college and high school football, the state of Alabama is reporting, as of yesterday, 1,200 students on the campus at Alabama have tested positive for COVID, and school officials are warning students if, that they, are, if they are caught in large groups partying, you know, things that, the, that they've been told not to do, that there's a chance they could be uh, suspended or kicked out of school. They say that's how serious the problem is on the campus at Alabama. Now 1,200 students have tested positive for covid uh, other things to talk about as far as COVID is related on the high school front, Forest County Agricultural High School, which is in Brooklyn, Mississippi, just south of, uh, of Hattiesburg. Uh, they've put their football program now on two-week hiatus because of uh, the COVID-19 situation. So they're opening with Bay High, which was scheduled for this coming Friday night. That has been postponed. In basketball, Old Dominion has gotten the transfer out of the Big 12 Conference. Kansas State's transfer Austin Trick has announced that he will be playing for the Monarchs this coming season. Basketball right around the corner, believe it or not, guys, if the season is to start on time. But nobody yet talking exactly when basketball season may start. With Thanksgiving has been kicked around, but other administrators, until COVID calms down, want to wait until January 1st. Stay tuned for more information on that. And finally, in television scheduling, UAB getting a lot of love from national networks. Their first two games for the Blazers will be on national networks. Their game against North Carolina will be televised by the ACC network. And then their second game of the year against South Alabama, who the Eagles will face this Thursday, will be on ESPN. Not two, not three, but ESPN. UAB against South Alabama the second week of the season. So that's what I've got, guys. That's the very latest. That's the very latest breaking from around the, the area, the state, and the nation. Dude, South Alabama's doing pretty good. They're going to be on CBS Sports Network, and then their home openers on ESPN. And now you say their third game is on ESPN. So good for the Jaguars. Yeah, against UAB, because that's what happens. And and look, let's let's not pull any punches here. You know, if if the bigger conferences were playing, there's a lesser chance that those games would be in the spotlight, but. Not just for for South Al or for UAB, but all the schools that are playing. It's great, you know. It's good that they get it's a little refreshing, love from the- Kelly. It's yeah. you get so tired of seeing the same old predictable matchups on the ESPN year in and year out. I think it's pretty refreshing myself. Yeah, and Louisiana Tech will play Baylor. Fox has announced that they're going to be televising that game regionally. Ella, uh, Louisiana Tech against Baylor. And CBS, the, the parent network, the big one, has announced that uh, when LSU plays Alabama and Georgia, 
those games will all be nationally televised in prime time. So what you're saying is that Alabama will not only be ranked number one in football by ESPN, but they're ranked number one in COVID right now. And it's really it's really getting to be unnerving to the to the college you know folks over there. And again, it's it's not that the college students because they're young and tend to be in better shape and all that sort of thing. We do know all that about COVID that it doesn't seem to as much affect young people as it does old people. But it is getting to be really problematic on the campus and to the yeah. fact that they, that they are threatening students. You better not be caught in large groups or you could be suspended or maybe even kicked out of school. And Alabama's not the only school experiencing this. I, I read last night where North Carolina State shut down all their on-campus housing and moved everybody out. Told them there was, was too much COVID spread taking place in the dorms and what have you. So uh, they shut down uh, in house, uh, in-campus housing at that university. We're going to be talking about this in November, guys. Anybody that thinks this is going away because we're fixed to see a football game, I, I think it's just foolish. Well, any, well, any of these students that are affected by this, Bob, have have been have been consulted, and, and one one school has been in touch with these students if they want to make a change. University of Phoenix has said that they would welcome <laughs> any and all. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the TV stuff, Kelly, uh, how big a deal is it uh, the Louisiana Tech game gets moved to ESPN2 for Southern Miss? ESPN2 will be in the rock on September 19th. Well, from a recruiting standpoint, it's especially especially important because there's a chance, again, probably wouldn't have gotten the opportunity otherwise. But But when you get that opportunity, it's even more important that you show out. That you win, you know, <laughs> that yeah, you well, win, and look, right? And look and look good doing it. Right. Uh, you know, Central Arkansas yeah. is reporting today, and that was the game. You know, Central Arkansas out of the Southland played Austin P this past weekend. They are reporting zero positive tests after that game. But a caveat on that, you guys, is the virus takes four or five days to mature before you start showing symptoms. This is only day three after uh, that uh, game, so there's yeah. a possibility that that some could still show up. But as of right now. Uh, zero positive tests. So that's that's going, good going to back to. Yeah, that's that's great to report. I'm still trying to find the the ratings for that game. I hadn't been able to find them yet. I'm probably looking in the wrong spot. But be interested to see how many people watched uh, that game. Uh, this game, I asked Jack Duggan this question, Kelly, um, last segment. I'll ask it to you. How how unique is it that two teams that are 90 minutes apart? Have not have never played each other. I know Southern Miss. We've we've been around 110 years in football, 111 years in football. South Alabama's only been in 11 or 12 years, but still, you would think they would have played before now. You would, but but you know, Luke, and, and maybe maybe our listeners, a lot of them know, perhaps they don't. But when it comes to football schedules in particular, lots of times, like you could pull up the Southern Miss if you knew somebody inside Southern Miss, you could probably know right now pretty much what the schedule is for 2029. You know, football in particular, there's so many games that are, that are booked years in advance. And it could be where South Alabama, you know, this is the first opportunity that both schools have had that opportunity. But to the point that you and Jack were making, for the fans, for cost, for efficiency, all of it, it makes perfect sense to be playing Monroe and, and South Al and Lafayette and Tulane and Troy and all these other schools to where because look things you know money's only going to get tighter it would seem as and particularly in the next four or five years which is what many athletic directors say it will take for them to fully recover financially from this one COVID season 
four to right. five years, probably. Well, Kelly, we do know, too, you can look through the schedules, as you say, to 2029, and you will not see Ole Miss on any of those Southern Miss schedules. No, but, but again, they are on the University of Phoenix, and Southern Correct. New Hampshire reportedly has made a call. I, I've heard. I've heard they're working on a home-and-home deal with Southern <laughs> New Hampshire. Yes, yes. Who has a heck of a defensive backfield, I'm told. Yes. Yeah, and, and you know, Ole Miss is dealing with its COVID you know, situation up there, too. They don't, they don't have a full deck. You know, as far as as players go, but they're you know they're just shuffling people in and out, and you know it's, it's too. The thing that's difficult is once they come off of their two week um, sequester or whatever you want to call it, they have to they can't even go back to practice until they test negative. Well, lots of times those uh, the virus stays in your system a lot longer right. than than just two weeks, so it could be really yeah. bad news for some of these. Players. It was interesting. J D. Byers from South Alabama made this comment, Kelly, that. They have to test apparently the night before they play or the morning, I can't remember, of the game, whatever he said. So they really don't know who's going to start <laughs> because they have to await the results of those last tests before they uh, they can determine whether or not some of their starters um, may or may not be on the field. It's just, which, just weird. Which is, it? Yeah, which is why we talked yesterday about how Southern misses depth at particular positions, they were vulnerable, I think, a couple of years ago, and, you know, particularly the offensive line and some other places where they've had problems. They're pretty deep now. Mm-hmm. And never before are you going to be able to be exposed like you are this year because of this. I mean, you might have your first two guys on the depth chart go down. Probably not, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying you better be deep this year because it's going to be all hands on deck because of COVID and who's available today may not be the same guys that are available tomorrow. Exposed so. in a different way than you were exposed at those fraternity parties I heard about at Iowa State. Is that a correct assumption? Well, Bob, I'm trying to put all that behind me. Okay. You know, well, I'm, I'm I, re- I read about it. that on the Internet, and as we all know, Kelly, you can believe everything you hear on the Internet, right? That's right, Mr. Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm low on order, I want you to know. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel for segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Toyota of Hattiesburg. Located online, toyotahattiesburg.com and on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. Always want to remind you about D1 Training and DBAT located in the old Gaddy Town on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. Great facilities, great instructors. Swing by and see what D1 Training and DBAT can do for you. A couple news and notes, guys. Uh, Southern Miss uh, former basketball player Bob and Jack Donnelly just graduated. He has signed a professional contract with the Glasgow Rocks out of the British Basketball League. Always cool when a Southern Miss Golden Eagle uh, plays professional, and uh, Jack Donmy puts his pen to paper today and will be a professional basketball player in his homeland of Britain. So congratulations uh, 
to him. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Kirk Herbstreet, the uh, the new <laughs> the new face of Ceasefire, and the reason we bring that up, of course, uh, when Jay Hobson puts on his uh, headset every ball game, Ceasefire's logo is on there. That's pretty cool for Mississippi. Pretty interesting too. And uh, if you're if you're a season ticket holder for Southern Miss, uh, my dad got his season tickets in the uh, in email last night, and I was I was helping him with it. Uh, if you're not technologically advanced, what you can do is just so you know, you're going to get an email from Southern Miss. It's going to have game by game uh, links, and so you just pull your email up and you click South Alabama, and you got two options. If you got a smartphone. You can actually, like if you have an iPhone, you can actually add those tickets to your Apple wallet and then just open up your wallet app and they'll pop up there. Or there's a link where you can just hit download PDF. You push that, your tickets pop up, and if you've got your smartphone, all you got to do is just hold it out there and they will scan it. If you're having any issues with that, just call the ticket office and, and they can walk that through you. And obviously, uh, do it. go ahead and do it today and so that you don't have an issue trying to get into the game. Um, so yeah, it's it's not difficult. It took me just a few minutes and my dad a few minutes to to get through it. And so, uh, good to know and, and hope to see everybody that has season tickets on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, Rakeem Nunez Rochez played at Southern Miss, and he's you know for as quote undersized that he is, he's listed at six two, but I don't think anybody believes he's he's that much and he's that tall. He beefed up a lot, added about. 30 pounds this offseason. He's playing with Tampa Bay, and I found this article in the Tampa Bay Times. Apparently, uh, you know, he, he's always known as being a trash talker, but the other day he was, quote, uh, at practice, and the defense was giving it to the offense, and he, this is uh, Nunez Rochez. Oh, yeah, I'm talking trash to Brady. I told him at practice. I see you struggling over there, number 12. I see you. Brady responded back, I love it, Nacho, and I was kind of starstruck. I was like, Tom Brady's talking to me. Hmm. Well, uh, I won't say anything about Mr. Nunez Rochez other than the reports that came out last year about him fighting dogs and then when he was through with them, dumping them out in the wilderness to starve to death. So uh, that's all I'll say about him. Uh, Kelly, my guess is you kind of feel the same way. Uh Guys, Kelly, you ever think you'd see the day when when Luke is having to tell people that don't do this or you'll be turned away from getting into a Southern Miss football game? That when we were turning people away at the stadium that wanted to come in. Or how about talking about smartphones and Google wallets and PDFs <laughs> and downloading? You know, you talked about Kirk Herbstreit being the new voice of uh, the new the new face of Ceasefire. Well, Ellis Johnson is the new face of Expire, which is. Which is <laughs> Can someone tell me, Kelly? Do you have a Google Wallet? I, I, I'm not sure what that is. Can you explain I, that to us, Luke? And I have to tell you a similar well, story, Bob. You know, I've coached youth baseball for 40 years, and my team mom a couple of years ago was talking to the parents, and she said, "Now, as far as paying for this, she said, y'all can Venmo me." <laughs> and and I turned to my assistant coach, and he looked at me, and he said, "Do what?" And I, <laughs> And I said, I think she said, you can Venmo me. And um, Is that appropriate? I, I don't know. Well, I, I, I was going to say, it's been a long time since a woman has asked me to Venmo her, but I don't, even know, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know what that, but come to find out, it's one of these, you know, financial, you know, things. Okay, can, let's move on from this. What, yeah, what, the, what the about, the, what about the Google about the, wallet? The FCC is about to find you, though. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to find you. take money Kelly. out of your Apple wallet because yeah. you said... He who shall not be named on this program. Now, what's a Google Wallet? What, what is that, Luke? 
is an Apple wallet. That's what I'm saying. What, what is so that? What's an Apple app wallet? App in your phone. When I travel, if I'm flying somewhere, I fly with United, and I can just add my my flight tickets to my Apple wallet. Now, I don't ever do this because I don't trust my cell phone. I, I lose it sometimes. You put credit cards in there, and you can put tickets in there. You can put passes in there. You can put all kinds of stuff in there, and it's just kind of like a digital wallet. So you click your wallet app, and you just scroll through what you need to use, and it's got a hmm. barcode there, hmm. and you scan it, and you go about your business. You do yeah, that, don't you, Santa? Is that what you people, use? For people that would like to, to find Luke's Apple wallet, you can Find it on Stitcher, iCloud, uh, all, all, these, all these other places. Where can they find us, Luke? We never mentioned that. Maybe we should. Where can they find us should one or two people want to do that? Well, I mean, y'all are hating on everything smart today. That's the only platforms you can find it on. No, to quote to quote some of our illustrious producers, you can find us on the Apple Podcast app. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us in the App Store, Stitcher. Uh, there's one more. Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, you can find us oh, there. Oh, Spotify, of course. All of that. How can I and forget can, Spotify? And you can find me at 4th Street during happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find all three of us right back here tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.